welcome to that American Football Show, powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your NFL merchandise. Check them out today at epsports.co.uk. Uh, please remember to give us a like, a comment and a subscribe if you do like what we're putting out. It really does help us out more than you might realise. Uh, and make sure you're checking out our giveaway. It's due to close this Thursday. So um, by the time this is out, you'll have two days to enter before kickoff. So uh, make sure you're getting on that. Uh, but for the ELF, which this episode is about, the playoffs have arrived. Uh, hearts have been broken. There are lots of expectations around the place. Uh, we will get to all of that in just a moment. Um, just to obviously see it, just me and Joe on uh, this pod today. Craig's not feeling too well, so get well soon, Craig. Uh, and Tim's packing for his holly bobs, so he's he's not going to be on for the next week. Um, yeah, some news though. What are you shaking your head at the word holly bobs? Holly bobs, yeah, holly bobs. I haven't heard that in uh, in a while. Let's put it that way. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't said that for ages, I don't know why. <laughs> Um, but yeah, voting for the all-star game and awards for the ELF is now closed. So I hope uh, everyone got the votes in for that. Uh, any who do, who do you see Joe as league MVP? That's no, Madre London. It's, Madre, it's yeah. and I don't think it's close, really. I think I think there's been some fantastic performances by many, many players this league. Some people have taken us by surprise, and it's been a top, top quality, but Madre has just He's just been in that league of his own over two thousand yards in in ten games, not nine even because he didn't even play this weekend. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Two thousand yards in that's over two hundred average a game. Come on, there, there, there's no one else. Who's your your defensive player of the year? Then have you got any names? Uh, the, I believe it's the man we just spoke to. I would give it to Cole Kitchens. Definitely in yeah, I mean sack leader. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Um, I'm trying to think who else you could argue. Sebastian Gauthier. Yeah. Who's um, the um the other Nico Lester from the Dragons? Yeah, and the um Sea Devils had another who got injured. Oh, um the big man up front. I can't, there's 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 Bomber and there's but, uh, all, yeah. Uh, Bombeck, sorry. It was Bombeck, it was Bombeck, because he he actually sack per game was better than Carl Kitchens. Yeah, I think he had 10 sacks after seven games. Darius Robinson for the Panthers, I think. Panthers or Hamburg, he's also really good. Yeah, there have been some some standout performances. I think the, the defensive play has actually been very underrated as well, and Odelei as well for the Thunder. I think he's been he's been great. And when um, Jamal White was playing, yeah, peak. Alpha Jallo. I mean, on both sides of the field as well. There's some there. There is a lot of superstars on the defensive side of the ball in this league, and it could go to any of them. Yeah, it's, it's great that there's that, that level that there's not too much parity. Um, other bit of news. Uh, Light, they basically got a new streaming service. Um, mm-hmm. We were chatting about it. We weren't too sure why, uh, because they've already got a streaming service. But yeah. I guess more advertising, more outreach, maybe new commentators. Uh, they're with live now, so it's kind of a pay-per-view game. Yeah, I think it, this company may potentially be a, a, another step up. I don't see, I think the other company who ran it were very good. You know, we've, we've been watching it every week and we've had no issues at all, but from what we can see uh, it's, it's live now, isn't it? Who are the, the company they, um they did the euros, uh, you know, a massive, uh, massive event. So they're, 
they gave got something right. behind them. They also did Leeds United's preseason. Don't know who wanted to watch that, but I mean, it must have been half decent if they got the ELF on it. And I think they also had something with Russell Brand. Um, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that bit in there. <laughs> so they're, they, you know, they're, they're quite diverse with what they've had on their uh, streaming service. So you can only assume that it's going to be good, and we're going to find out in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you said there was no problems with the previous service in the earlier weeks. There definitely were problems. Yeah, some some teething issues, but they they you know they got things going and love the commentators as well. Right, yeah, absolutely, some really good American commentators as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, final bit of news: uh, Ezume, the commissioner, he's uh, mentioned in an interview that a couple of countries that are candidates for next year's teams expansion teams. Uh, so England, everyone expected that. France, again, pretty common. Austria, yeah. Norway, uh, we all said there was going to be a Scandinavian team, so Norway's the one. Uh, Finland as well could be that one. Now, Turkey's an interesting one. Mm. Uh, I don't remember who we were speaking to, but someone did say Istanbul has got a good team. There's legs behind uh, Istanbul getting a team, I think. And I, I'd had no idea that... Turkey's in... Asia, right? It's Eurasian, really. It's oh, right. sort of like it, it, the actual, I believe, Europe and Asia is actually split right in the middle of Istanbul. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So I guess I mean, it makes a bit more sense. But yeah, I just didn't think it had got that, that far east, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's just surprising. But it's a, from what we've heard, as soon as Turkey's come into the, the talk, there has just been a lot of positive talk about them and getting uh, a game because we'll be looking at four teams. That's the, yeah, I think we put that idea into our heads because I think we kind of said eight would be too far to, to go that big step. Mm. And we were all like, yeah, so it should be four. But no no one's actually said anything. No. Um, and the Netherlands are the final one. And yes. Yeah, Amsterdam have been heavily linked to a team because uh, obviously yeah. they were in the previous year left. So if there were, say there were four teams, just as hypothetically, this is what we're, what four countries do you reckon are getting teams? I reckon in, Istanbul has to be a lock if that name's just come out of nowhere. Yeah, I think so too. I think Austria, one of yeah. either the, is it the Raiders or the Unicorns? They're the two top teams, aren't they? Uh, Raiders, is it Swarkov? Swarkov Raiders, and I think Swarkov, it's yeah. the Unicorns. That might be a German team. Yeah. Yeah, I think Austria's got to get in there because mm-hmm. they just, they'll, they'll fit right in. England, I I just have a feeling we're a lock as well. Yeah, I think I think England's pretty much certain. France, I think, I think that's maybe a year after kind of thing. Yeah, they've already got a lot of mainland kind of Western Europe. Um, so in oh, yeah, but then I think the Dutch are going to get one. I, yeah, I'm like, the I also think Scandinavia should get one. I think I think I think the three I think almost certs are England, Austria. And Holland, and I think it's either going to be Turkey or Finland that get a team. I'd say Turkey or Norway, but yeah, we're on fairly, fairly same page. Yeah, this this is when it's France, like yes, Belgium, Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just super excited to get more teams because it's going to be so much more talent, so many more games. Man, it's really got a good good potential. Next year, I think we're going to see a serious leap. Can't wait. Anyway, that is the news. Let us move on to the final round of games. Um, just for kind of 
pre-warning uh the galaxy clone game um was basically backups of your backups um, i think berlin versus stuttgart was a, a similar affair um and the the only major game for playing the game that people were playing for was obviously the rotslav leipzig game which we'll we'll touch on at the end um tim did give us a little write-up though for the galaxy and the centurions so uh we'll quickly rattle through that uh, so the Frankfurt Galaxy played the Cologne Centurions in what was a preview of next week's Southern Division playoff matchup. Um, but don't expect uh, next week's match to be anything like this contest. Um, obviously, both teams have clinched the playoffs. There's nothing to play with, as I mentioned before. Um, so most starters rested. Uh, big names that I weren't playing, Madre London, Jacob Sullivan, Jan Weinrich or Sebastian Gauthier. Um, but hey, anytime second stringers get an opportunity to play, it's great for them. Uh, and yes, national players showing their skills or maybe even auditioning for their next year's job. Uh, one such player was Moritz Johannecht, uh, the Galaxy second string quarterback. Um, Frankfurt used the opportunity also to bring back injured running back Jenny D. Adams, um, who hadn't played till earlier in the season. Uh, he did lead the Galaxy with 51 yards rushing uh, with 5.1 yards of carry. Uh, but yeah, the Galaxy dominated this game on both sides of the ball. Uh, Centurions just didn't get much offense going uh, due to heavy pressure from the Galaxy defense. Um, Centurions only managed 77 yards passing. Uh, they did run for 172 without Madre, which is impressive. Um, but by the second half, if it wasn't already obvious, Centurions were just bringing in all the reserves so everyone had some playing time uh, in this game. That was the right decision. Uh Moritz Johan Necht did use this opportunity to showcase his talents. Um, Chris Hahn of the European Football League said he wouldn't be surprised if he was starting for a team next year with his performance. It really was good. Um, so, yeah, no contest for him being the MVP through t- uh, 23 completions on 31 attempts, 74%, uh, 255 yards and four touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, good squad performance by the Galaxy. They win it 45-7. Uh, doesn't tell us anything really about next week's game but um it was a, a lovely breakout game for Johan next yeah no nice to see nice to see someone stepping up and and filling the place there of, of Sullivan it's it's yeah it's interesting you know the galaxy did did run right here obviously as we say not many starters playing but even though it's one of those where I feel as if if you hadn't told me the starters weren't playing and I saw the score, I would have assumed the starters were playing, if you get what I mean. Even and, uh, a cocky prediction, Joe. It, it is a little bit. I, I really hope the Centurions can keep it uh, competitive next week. It's all down to Madre, I think. Do you happen to know Quinton, is it Quinton Pounds? Not Quinton Pounds. Um, Quinton Pounds. Yeah. yeah his, do, do we know his injury status? Not as of yet. So he isn't playing. Yeah. yeah, it's not looking good for Cologne. Yeah, it's, it's it's a bit sad really with him because he's been brilliant so far. But yeah, it's interesting to see. Hopefully, hopefully things do change a bit for Cologne next week. But be interesting, you know. That was the little B team warm up, and the A boys go go next week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's an opportunity for some of these guys to be playing next week as well. Mm-hmm. It's an injury, so uh, it could be pretty important for him. Well, you never know if you know if Sullivan has one of his poor days. Joe and next. Is clearly good enough to step in. Yeah, maybe uh, if we see Jadrian struggling, they might pull in the backup considering how, how good he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, next game, Joe, your one. 
Yes, so I had the Thunder and the Surge, the two teams uh, who went into this with two and seven records. So this was just basically a scrap for the uh, for the number one pick that doesn't exist in the ELF. So yeah, it was just basically who who would come bottom and who wouldn't. So this game uh, wasn't the best of quality, if I'm going to be totally honest. The Thunder won this thirty eight to nothing, which is a pretty pretty damning score. Admittedly, Aaron Ellis wasn't playing for the surge. They were without their their QB one. Uh, he had got a concussion last week and and missed this game. And then you know that's the end of the surge season. So I'm going to quickly run through what happened in this game. So the surge started with a ball. Um, they went three and out, and the surge punted. Uh, the bad quality kind of started straight away. The punt was blocked, and the Thunder took over within the red zone. After a couple of runs, uh, the the Thunder took the ball in. Uh, Yannick Langfried, uh, he went over the left side of the field in for the touchdown. And the PAT was good, uh, seven to nothing. And the Thunder had a decent drive afterwards, but unfortunately missed the field goal. That was the first quarter, seven nothing. Uh, the second quarter and third quarter were actually both quite eventful. So uh, early on in the second quarter, the Thunder tried to punch the ball in from the six-yard line. Uh, a few plays later, the Thunder, they had a fourth down on the one-yard line. And Stitch found uh, Schumann uh, for the touchdown and the PT was good. So they went 14 nothing up. Um, they got the ball back again and Stitch was throwing it. He found Zerbe open. Uh, and then on the next play, unfortunately, he threw an inception to like, uh, let me get my uh, tongue working. Ludwig Mayorga in the end zone, which resulted in the touchback as it was an interception. The surge was still looking for points towards the end of the first half. Um, they were forced to punt uh, when they faced the fourth down, which got blocked again. Wow. Uh, and Colin Hill picked the ball up and ran all the way into the end zone uh, to give Berlin their third touchdown. And the pat was no good. So it was 20 nothing. Uh, Berlin took over on the offense with three minutes to play in the second quarter. Um, and they, they basically stayed on the pitch for till the end of that stip. Pitched towards Crawford and option play. Um, there was a delay of game called against Stitt, but Crawford took the ball, uh, went up the right side. He ran down the field 56 yards. He then scored Thunder's fourth touchdown of the first half. Uh, and they attempted a two-point, which uh, didn't work. And um, actually, they fumbled the ball. And Laka Laka... With, which is a fantastic name, ran, yeah. ran the ball back for the surge, but Shontavius Jones, who I'm pretty sure was in the left-hand side of the end zone, ran all the way back, overtook every single man. Was it a DK Metcalf down Buda Boca? <laughs> More <laughs> DK Metcalf chasing down... Billy Wilfork. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's how I describe it. No offence to Laka Laka. I mean, it was a good run, but he wasn't going to outpace uh, Shontavious Jones. And yeah, the you know the, the half ended and the Thunder were twenty six nothing up. The game was the game was all gone. Um, the third quarter, there was kick of return by Undongo. Uh, Crawford got the ball again. Um, he, you know, he was fantastic this game, picking up yards. Stitt had a little run as well on this drive. Uh, and his running looking good again. Uh, he passed the ball to Schumann uh, and they attempted a field goal, but that was also blocked. A lot of blocked uh, special teams. You know, yeah. special teams defence was actually really good. 
but special teams offense was awful for both teams. Um, but what was funny about this field goal is it got blocked, and the ball, the the I believe the ball they got blocked. The ball was it was about twenty yards behind the kicker, and there were three Stuttgart players running after it, and the guy went for it, just missed the ball, just didn't pick it up. And they ended up having to dive on it. They were surely in for a touchdown, but they kind of uh, messed up and they just ended up. I mean, I will say it is harder than you think running. It's not like a rugby ball where you get taught how to pick one up. American footballs are a nightmare to pick up when they just slap something in work. That's true. It is difficult, but sometimes in those situations where your team needs points, you've got to take the ball. Um, but yeah, they got the ball in a really good position, which was fantastic for the surge. However, after a bad snap, Winterlick was injured uh, as he tried to jump on the loose ball. And like good good for Winterlick. He wasn't actually too injured. He, he walked off the pitch by himself. Uh, however, the Thunder did recover that bad snap. So yeah, um, Thunder had the ball back. Winterlick did stay in the game, which, is, which was good. Um there was the surge, then went on a drive. It was a third and out effectively, but the Thunder were called back for roughing the passer, um, which probably helped the Thunder because a few plays later, um, Etel, who stepped in at quarterback um, just for this play, he was intercepted by the Thunder, which gave the ball back to the Thunder again. So it, just, it was just a, a lot of mistakes this game. Uh Thunder were back on the field. Uh, Crawford ran a lane and scored another long touchdown like he's been doing all season. Uh, and that was 32 to nothing. And then the surge got back on offense, but faced a strong Berlin defense that forced another thumb fumble. Uh, the loose ball was picked up by Eitel, who ran in for a defensive touchdown. Uh, and after the pat was no good, the score was 38 to nothing. And that is how it ended. Uh, MVP... Jock Crawford again, uh, 232 yards and two touchdowns. And then I'm going to give Odelay a special mention because he did get three sacks, which is great. And he's been fantastic this season, very under the radar. But yeah, a good end to the season for the Thunder, the surge. Mm, a lot is going to have to change over the postseason. Yeah, and you mentioned something right at the beginning that made me think, uh, obviously you said playing for the first round pick, not... And I wonder if they could implement some some something along the lines of the waiver wire in the NFL. Mm. That obviously the worst team would become the first on the waiver wire. And with the with exports coming into the league, say one player said, I'll come over, and four teams were like, We want you. But then I also guess it's to do with the player and what they yeah. want because they do have agency over themselves. But I wonder if there's some way that teams could get priority for like, you know hiring exports or player imports and stuff it's, it is difficult because you're right you know it's these players are coming in there. it's not like they're coming through like a college system they are just coming across from different countries and it's got to be where they want to be what suits them do they like the coach if there was like a say if it was like a draft from and sorry g league fans because i know you wouldn't like this say there was a draft from the g league or something like that and that could work but i just yeah it's, it's a difficult one to sort of manoeuvre when we're in different countries and everything yeah. like a league below. be an interesting concept if it was that like every year new players have to enter a draft. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. That'd be cool. 
Um, anyway, on to the final game, which was the, the big matchup of the week. Uh, the Rockclaw Panthers against the Leipzig Kings. Uh, it's a two, five and four teams uh, for the final seed of the Northern Division. I mean, I remember, what was it, four or five weeks ago, we were all talking about, oh, the Kings could make a run for the playoffs, and here they are. Um, it, it was such a good game in store, 2,200 live fans. So COVID-wise, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, unfortunately, Kings wide receiver, Dablet Wolf, who has been one of their top two guys, uh, was out with an injury, which um, I, th- I think is pretty clear the impact it makes on how this game worked out. Um, it did start off a little bit slow. Uh, it was a Panthers punt, followed by an interception from Goran Zek, picking off Michael Birdsong. Um, they started on the one-yard line off that interception, so not too difficult for a touchdown. Uh, O'Connor did hit Turpin on a slant route. Uh, just a nice short, quick pass. Pat was good, 7-0 Panthers. Um, both teams then had a three and out. Uh, but the Kings did then start to put together a drive with um, a weenie, their quarterback, wide receiver, gadget guy. Um, some really good handoffs. He he had a lot of good handoffs this game, like a running back kind of position, and he he really dodged his way down the field. Um, elf baller, Carlos Browns, then got a really good sack on third down uh, to force another punt. Uh, and then the Panthers started to get a good run going. Um, Turpin was actually taking uh, um, snaps from the Wildcat. Uh, he got first down, um, and O'Connell was kind of dinking and dunking through. Uh, and then at the end, Kyle Kitchens, elf baller in about two days, uh, got a big stop against um, Pascalini uh, in the backfield. And Pascalini had an absolutely amazing game, I'll tell you that. Um, and that was followed by a, a fumble recovered by the Kings. So um, another very similar drive with Birdsong passing up the field, uh, using a weenie for some nice runs. And then yet again, Carlos Browns gets a sack and forces another punt. Um, then the Panthers had a three and out. And then the Kings finally put their best drive together. Um, Birdsong, Birdsong scrambling uh, in this game, just like last week, really important. He was getting very key downs with his with his legs, uh, even though he's, 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 he obviously doesn't look like the most natural of runners. Um, a weenie runs on fourth downs. Uh, little gadget plays that were great. And um, Timothy Canoodle had a big game, a lot of good catches uh, he would have two catches on this drive, including the score on a nice deep 20-yard pass down the left side. Um, PAT was good. We're equal at 7-7. Seven and seven. And then the final half of this drive saw the Panthers. I mean, both teams' defence were, were ferocious this game. Uh, it was The offences had difficulties. Uh, and this was, one was a, an example of that. Um, the defensive line batted a pass down. Uh, and then they went for it on fourth down, um, threw it to Bernat. Uh, and the def- defensive back for the Kings, Enrique, he just walloped him and, and stopped him getting over the line. And it was it was really good. Uh, so the Panthers actually missed a field goal uh, to take us into the half. Uh, so we're still at seven and seven. Uh, second half, Kings would start with a long time consuming drive that wound up uh, fruitless due a first a holding call into a third and 20. And then that went for no one. Um, Panthers started to get their own game really going here. Pascalini started getting a lot of um, yardage and a lot of carries. Um, there was a really deep pass down to Turpin. Uh, it was called out of bounds. And Alpha Jallo also got a really good interception on this drive, but it was called back on an offside penalty. It was absolutely wounded. Uh, but there was a lot of offside calls for the Kings this game, and it was um, it, it showed it, it could have it, it was a big influence on the on the defense. 
Um, Pasqualini would end up taking this ball in for the touchdown and the PAT was good, 14-7. Uh, Kings couldn't really get it going again on this drive. Um, they did have a, a penalty against the Panthers, so it extended it, but it just resulted in a punt. Uh, Panthers then, they kind of just went full Pasqualini mode, um, just kept relying on him, but good 45-yard catch and run by Mazan. Um, got him into the red zone and Pasqualini ran it in for his second touchdown on the day, 21-7 with the PAT. And this is the drive, I think, that really kind of was the, the decider of the game. Uh, Bertong, you could tell he put his full body into this one. Uh, and he had some really good scrambles. Um, he used Canutwell and Omi the homie. Uh, Birdsong picked his way down the field. Um, a really bad holding call. Uh, I would say bad, any penalties bad. Uh, put the Kings again on third and 20. Uh, and it's third and 20, Birdsong has to scramble. And like I said, he, he's not a runner, but he weaves and dips and ways. He gets 16 yards to make it a fourth and four. I think we're like at the 25-yard line, so we're near enough to the end zone. Uh, he fires a, a fires a pass to Templar, who's wide open, and he just drops the ball. Uh, and oh, it's, it was wounding. Bear in mind, Templar's also their punter. Um, and yeah, it was dropped turnover on downs. Uh, so Panthers could basically just run the game out, uh, forcing the Kings to use timeouts. Um, the um, Kings did get an interception, um, and they actually have um, Doc Al got it. Sorry, Doc Al forced the fumble, uh, recovered it, and then lateral to someone for extra yards. Uh, and the Kings would instantly score uh, on this uh, to a canoe pass against good, good catch against tight coverage. Uh, but alas, the PAT was no good, 21-13. And there's, I think there's like three minutes left at this point. So we all know what's coming. It's the onside kick and it doesn't go as as, as hoped. Uh, so they just run the game out of Pascalini. Um, I've said his name enough. MVP for me is Pascalini. Uh, he's had some injuries in the season, but this was, he, he really showed up in a big game and they needed him. Uh, 23 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns, and that's a five-yard average. So he did what he needed to. He kept the clock running and he got yards. Uh, but my honourable mention obviously goes to Michael Birdsong. 18 passes, 29 attempts, 164 yards, two touchdowns, and 47 yards rushing as well. Yeah, it's just a shame, isn't it? For Well, if you're a Kings fan anyway, just to get so close, so, so close. And then just just get taken, especially in your own backyard as well. It's pretty, it's pretty painful. I, I, I want to go into it with like a, a a neutral attitude, but I was pretty like, oh yeah, I'd like to see the Kings take this. And it was it was a rough game. Um, they they had opportunities to win that they like. Like I said, they dropped a wide open pass in the end zone, and they, they yeah. needed that. Yeah, it, it's just those margins. It's and that's what pressure does to people. When you know the moment is so big, it's it's difficult sometimes it's a shame really but it is what it is if you look if you look over the length of the season I think it's only fair that the Panthers are in this playoff yeah I was about to say the Panthers certainly deserve Mm. to be in the playoffs they've they had a little bit of a a slump in the middle but it looks like they put it back together their team's looking good they're like a smiley face yeah they've sort of gone through their slump and they're on the way back up now so it'll be interesting to see how they do in the playoffs, I think it's 50-50 for me. It's 50-50 this next game. For, for me, I thought it was it's almost like uh like this was this was it was an eliminator this game. But you feel as if the three teams in that, if you call it like an eliminator series, have I think an all bit of an equal chance of getting to that championship game. So it's gonna be exciting. It didn't matter who won this game, it, the playoff game was gonna be exciting, I think. Yeah. Should you don't think Hamburg have got the advantage over 
Maybe Something. home field. I, I think that's and big. a bye week. And a bye week. Yeah, I think when you look into that. But I'm when I say it, when I'm looking at players on the pitch, of course, with Hamburg's injuries and the way that you know they've got Turpin going, Pascalini's in his in his absolute stride. The defense is looking strong. I just think that the Panthers could cause a shock. Now I look at it, I think they had the more of a chance to cause a shock potentially than the Kings did. So I think for the, for like competitiveness of the next match, this was probably the result that okay. was best. Even though I, I love the Kings and I'm gutted they went through. I, so I what do you see as the the championship? Uh, Frankfurt, um, like. I'm certain they're going through. Um, sorry, Cologne. I just think that Frankfurt, that next level, they've won nine in a row. You know, in, in any sport, if you're going into the playoffs and a team's won nine in a row, they're pretty much going to be the hot favourites. And I think, uh, I, you know what? I'm, I've had the feeling for the last couple of weeks, I think the Panthers are going to be there. What about you? See, I want to say that I think the Panthers will play Hamburg well because... They've got a very good defense, and they yes. can they can win base because their offense is also they're, they're a very like seventy five percent seventy five percent team. Mm. Whereas Hamburg are definitely more defense orientated. Frankfurt are definitely more defense orientated. Frankfurt's offense though can put it on you. I no yeah I want I still think it's going to be Hamburg Frankfurt yeah. But I'm if one if if it, the upset would be Panthers not Cologne. As yeah, yes, I yeah, it's the same same as you essentially. Um, yeah, I'd love to see like don't get me wrong, we've got friends on all them teams and yeah. close ones on Frankfurt, but I would love to see a Cologne upset into the final. Yeah, I mean, everyone loves an underdog story, and I think that's just given. And Frankfurt, you know, they got to go in. I'm sure they won't be because they're a very professional organization. They just can't be sort of like. Oh, overconfident and just make sure that they know what they're doing and they do their thing and I'm sure they will but yeah it's going to be good but yeah you, you look at individuals like Madre deserves to be on that big stage but he may potentially his team may potentially just come a bit short this this kind of time around and so who's your MVP for the week ah uh, my MVP for the week for me the context of the game I think is a big thing I think the numbers of Jock Crawford were excellent However, Stuttgart were, were very poor this week. I think um, I've forgotten the Frankfurt backup QB's name. Necked. Yes, I think he had a fantastic week and it's brilliant to see him. However, you know, it wasn't Cologne's starters. I think Pascalini showed up in a big game and a big yeah. moment when his team needed it. And for me, yeah, his numbers may not have been as great as the others, but that's pressure. That's, you know, it's, it's important times. And for me, that, that deserves the MVP. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just going to agree with you. I think Pascaline had a really good game. Yeah, cool. That was an easy decision. Yeah, no, no, it's not easy when there's two of us. Yeah, it's a lot easier, yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about before we get off? Um, the dates of the playoffs. So they're this weekend. I think one's on Saturday uh, and one is on the Sunday, which is yeah. good. Both was... at 2.45, I think. Yeah, so we've got Frankfurt against Cologne on the Saturday and Hamburg against Rotslav on the Sunday. It says on the website still three o'clock, but I know they have yeah. been moving the games forward. Yeah, just well, not updating. I, I, got a, I got a text from someone at the Leipzig Kings like we're, we're kicking off 50 minutes early. And I was like, 
Is everyone getting told? <laughs> yeah. Spe- special admission for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three o'clock. Keep, keep your eyes peeled. England, obviously, two o'clock. But yeah, man, those. Oh, I, I can't wait for some mini playoffs before we get into the NFL. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's just coming at the. It's on that weekend as well, isn't it? Of the first Sunday of the NFL, so you just watch those two games and straight in. And if you are an NFL fan, we will be having a preview episode coming out uh, on uh, Thursday. So we'll be recapping the uh, or going over the Bucks game uh, and Cowboys game. But yeah, can't wait to get back into all that good stuff. Um, you can make sure you're checking out our social medias. Uh, we've got our giveaway on there. We're going to be posting a lot of stuff on there. Uh, if you if you listen to us just for one league, do check us out on the other. Um, we think we're pretty good. Uh, Joe, where are all our socials? Yeah, our Twitter and Instagram are at TAFS underscore UK. And our Facebook is That American Football Show. Uh, if you're Facebook, make sure you join our European League of Football Fans Facebook group so you can just share things and, and have a look in there if that's your preferred social media. Actually, now that you bring that up, I saw an interesting statistic before that I saved. Uh, and it was the penalty yards per each team. Oh, go on. This will be interesting. Yeah, I'm just quickly bringing it up because I did save it. I think the Kings are quite a naughty team, aren't they? I feel like the Kings were close to the top. Yeah, I, I, the Kings, even with getting good results, I remember they used to give away quite a few penalties. Okay, so eighth, Stuttgart surge. Really? 123 yards. This is what they've given away, yeah? Rather than what they've gained. Yeah, this is the penalty yards received. Okay. Uh, well, this is all a big shout out to at American.football.stats on Instagram, who did these all. Um, Stuttgart surge 623 yards. Remember that we're in the 600s right now. Cologne Centurion, 688, a little bit more. Frankfurt Galaxy, 716, a little okay. bit more. Panthers, 755, a little bit more. Here's where we take a little step. Barcelona Dragons, 930. Okay, that's a joke. A lot of O-line problems beginning. Berlin Thunder, 999. Oh, Thunder, nearly there. Let me take another little step. (laughs) Hamburg Sea Devils, 1,107. And you called it. Yeah, I knew. The Leipzig Kings with 1,191. Almost double. Yeah. That is nuts. Is that is then that's offensive and defensive? Um, yeah, that's just the t- total penalty yards. And for me, that shows a lot of you know, that's coaching. A lot of that is coaching and decision making and sort of like drilling into your players what, what they've got to do. So for me, I think it shows the surge potentially, you know, if they keep their coaching staff, there's something there. It's, there's not everything, but there's something there. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was very interesting. I had a, had a bit of a laugh at it. <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah, I'm glad. Glad I called the Kings, though. I'm quite proud of that. Yeah, that's a, I was surprised that you called this, to be fair. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please make sure you're leaving us feedback. Uh, if you think we're not talking about something that should be talked about, uh, you can reach out to us on any of our socials. We always get back to you. Um, thank you everyone so much for listening make sure you do head over and check out our friends at EP Sports for all your NFL and equipment needs and we will see you this week for the NFL kickoff.